What you say? Mm. We don't play. Have a good day. Don't go astray. It ain't May. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. That's me. I'm Keith Battle. And I'm excited about this week's edition of the Keith Battle Podcast. I got two of my favorite ladies in the building. Yay! My bride is here. This is our Valentine's edition of the Keith Battle Podcast. So my wife came in the studio to record with us. Hey, love. Hello. All right. You talk right into that mic so that the people can hear you. And we're going to do something else today. Somebody else is taking over the podcast. My daughter, Asha, is going to interview us uh, for Valentine's Day. So this should be really interesting because she's really, you know, she doesn't feel comfortable asking us about sex. And I guess I can relate. I remember one time I went over to my mother's house when I was grown and I knocked on the door. I think, Vicky, I think my wife went with me. No, I wasn't there for that. And my wife, came, my mother, came to the door with a teddy on. Lord have mercy, it traumatized me. And I think she was, she didn't, she was looking out the peak hole. She didn't know who was there. And uh, also saw my dad one time went over his house at an unopportune un- un- time, <laughs> and he didn't even have a teddy on. He looked like Adam walking through the garden. Oh my goodness. So yes, yeah, the good thing is, I guess they were in their sixties, maybe at the time, fifties or sixties. Which gives us hope. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So, to today's topic. What we're talking about today, y'all. Hey, I'm glad. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your likes. Please uh, go to our website, sagacitycompany.com. S-A-G-A-C-I-T-Y company.com. Um, you can get downloads. You can get information. Uh, join our email list. I send out special videos every week to our email audience. Try to give you material that doesn't come on social media, especially for our um, email audience. So if you want to be on our email list, how can they do that, Asha? What do they need to do to be on our The email? link is in the description of the podcast. So if you're on this podcast and you have a you, you saw a link, there's a description link to show how to get to <laughs> uh, be on our email list. So wanna wanna stay connected with you guys. And obviously I have a new book out. It's called Side Chickology, Why Men and Women Cheat understanding avoiding and recovering from infidelity it'll be available in stores on march 1st everywhere barnes and nobles everywhere it'll be everywhere so if you want to get it if you want to get it in advance you can uh pre-order it uh you can go to our website for that you can go to amazon you can go to book baby uh, and get it there. We'll have information. If you follow me on social media, you can get access to that book and pre-order it so that you can get it delivered to you. Or you can download an e-version of the book. With that, I turn it over to Asha for today's topic uh, for Valentine's. What are we talking about? Valentine's we're was, talking about was yesterday. It was this, you know, we just passed it, but we're talking about love. We can drop it early. Nah, we're good. All right, well. <laughs> I had a few questions for you guys in regards to love and relationships. Cool. So, the first question, you guys are about to be married for 30 years. Yes. That's a huge milestone. And we're celebrating that. We're celebrating that in June. 
which yes. is exciting. That, that is, exciting. is exciting. So what's the secret sauce? The how do you guys sauce. how do you stay married for thirty years? Mm hmm. Well, I would say that it's not the secret sauce is maybe not not so secret. And for me, it's been uh, I guess I can summarize it with the one word surrender. Mm. And for me, um, being married for 30 years has been the ultimate opportunity to um, continually, daily surrender my heart and will and sin and weaknesses, faults, strengths, body, mind, everything to Christ and to um, live that out and flesh that out in my marriage by doing the same um, for my husband. And um, I think that's what has been the principal thing that's just kept me in the game. <laughs> mm. Surrender. Do you surrender? Never. <laughs> I would say I would say um, God. I mean, that's to not sound trite. Without God, we couldn't make it. Maybe there may be other people who who can make it in their marriage without God. I don't think I could. Um, for me, it's also a commitment to family. Hmm. Just being committed to try to keep your family together, I think, is important for the long haul. Because marriage is the apex of the family construct. So. If the marriage doesn't make it, then the whole family structure is dismantled. Right. So it's got to stay together at the top. And I think having a commitment to family and wanting to see your family tree stay intact, that's a, that's a big thing for me. And I also think having fun helps you stay together. Mm. You know, it's not just work and prayer and God and surrender, even though those things are important. But shoot having some fun being nice to each other that's important um and having healthy habits that we practice in the relationship that that um turn relationships that are toxic into relationships that are more sustainable mm -hmm. speaking of fun what do y'all do for fun like what is y'all's fun time we have sex for fun Oh, okay. <laughs> you should see the the reaction. Uh we we go on dates. We take trips. We get away. Yes, shop. We, we go out, we shop, um, we go out to eat, um, we go to bo movies. I know y'all do y'all's date night. We do we go to movies. Is that a place? Did I say boobies? Yeah. You said boobies. She, she did. Said, she said, no, we, go said to, we go to boobies. I said movies. <laughs> so y'all alternate on date night, right? Y'all pick <laughs> yeah. Y'all pick one. Like somebody picks one week, somebody picks the other. So I know that there are probably times where um, this man will choose mm. something. Mm. Or, sh or you might choose something dry. Right, mm. right. Like, I, I did know. choose a... Um, a uh, a, a restaurant one time that I think my husband did not like at all. It was it was just too healthy, and so. But when that happens, then I, I you know I just I don't want to see him suffer. So I just know that I can't I can't go there again. Oh, what do you mean see him suffer? So y'all leave? 
No, I mean we actually we stayed there, but I I just knew that that we wouldn't be going back to that. So how does he act? Place. How does he act when? Because I know he's dramatic. <laughs> Is it, was that how a does he act restaurant? when he's in there? He like he wait, wait. like was that a vegan? Oh. I went. I did not take us to a vegan restaurant one time that somebody recommended. It wasn't that good. And no, this is all my recommendations. You're talking about the one in D.C.? The red something? I don't want to name names. You, is, that you what I'm, is that right? It is in D.C. It had red on it? I don't know about the red, but it is in D.C. And it's a very healthy um, restaurant. And But my husband just made faces and grimaced. And I could tell he just didn't <laughs> like it. Grimaced? He talked about me. <laughs> I grimaced. <laughs> it's so. a shame when you go out to eat and you leave hungry, though. Wow. Well, some of the the vegan restaurants they're not meant to to fill you up. This was vegan. So is yeah. that like a buzzkill? Say you go on a date and you like the food is terrible. Like, does that mess up the energy of the date? Man, you fake like you're having fun. Just fake. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it has to. I think for me, the point of the date is to spend that. Um, quality time together so honestly if you're with if i'm with my husband and we're together and even if the environment is not exactly what i want um i can still find some good in that now i absolutely i do have preferences and there's some places that i would never want to go but that doesn't happen often well you can say what your favorite restaurants are that's a that's a plug that's a plug. What are your favorite restaurants that we go to? Because we always go, we usually go to a restaurant on every date. That's like a part of our date. It's either a concert or restaurant or movie, but it usually is some food connected to it. Um, I mean, I chose Top three. I chose Del Frisco's for my birthday. I love Del Frisco's. Yeah, that's yeah. And we were actually out of town, and somebody made a reservation for us to go to Del Frisco's Grill, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I didn't even ask, and I get to go back to Del Frisco's. So mm-hmm. I love Del Frisco's. Um, what else do I love? I'm a seafood person, so I love char- Rusty Scupper. I love that. Rusty Scupper's in Baltimore. I that's a nice that. spot. Del Frisco, the mm-hmm. Eagle one. That's the, e- the yes, the Eagle Double Steakhouse. Eagle. Double Eagle. Yes. Oh, so that's ninth, not the one like in D.C. Like 9th Street in D.C.? Yeah, it's oh, nice. Oh, okay. Because there's nice. one also by the IPIC, right? In Bethesda, Maryland. Right, right. For those of you in the DMV, we're naming restaurants in the DMV. Founding Farmers. I love that whole, um, that all of those restaurants, they have different names. Is it Farmers What are restaurants that you like a- around the country for people who may be listening, like, Different, like, is there a restaurant we've gone to when we've been traveling? And you'd be like, wow, that was really, really good. Hmm, can't think Some of places it. we've been, but can't remember. Like, that was nice. I can't think about of anything. LA? Right now. I don't want to get caught up in this restaurant talk. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I do want to add something. I want to add something. You say, see, I, I write about this in the book, too. The, rarely we rarely have a date that we we both don't enjoy because that's one of the dating rules oh. you're not supposed to take your spouse somewhere you know they wouldn't like okay. so i'm not going to take her to a card game right 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 and she's not going to take me to a i don't know Some a hot yoga oh. session or something <laughs> or well, you're right right like well, we don't we don't go to museums like, and stuff like, like nature, that so yeah so I, I don't mind it <laughs> like i'll go for a hike but my husband's like no they're bugs and animals yeah. <laughs> so we, but i like to walk so in knowing nature. knowing knowing what would be frustrating to your to your mate 
means that you have to make sure you're doing something that you both can enjoy. So we, right. So it rarely happens. It right, rarely happens. Right. I think you can count on one or two hands when we went somewhere we both weren't okay with. Mm, okay, that's, that's a good, rule. That's a good that's rule. That's a dating rule. I, I go into more details about that in the book. But for general purposes, you you rotate selecting who who picks. Because if you have child care, you know, it shouldn't just be on the wife to always get the babysitters and always make the plans. And it shouldn't just mm-hmm. be on the husband. Mm-hmm. One week you get the child care, you pick the location, you plan it. The next week the other person does it. And it means both people are vested. And yeah. you don't have somebody just saying, what you want to do? Well, whatever you want to do. And then it seems like you know you you don't even want to be you don't really want to spend this time with me because you didn't pl- doing anything planning it so mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So I that, think that's important that brings me to another question so you guys counsel a lot of couples well mm-hmm. you do and I'm sure my I'm sure you have to step in on some of these what is like a common theme of an issue that occurs in these counseling sessions like why are people coming what is making them come in. Is it communication, mm-hmm. money, sex? What is it always? It's always those three. It's six, six, six things usually will bring somebody to counseling. And when they come to me, you know, in my role at the church, at Zion Church, it's usually, this is definitely one of these six things. It's usually either infidelity, which is bro- creates broken trust. There's a, a violation of boundaries. Poor communication, financial disharmony, or sexual problems in the marriage. Mm. That's usually what it is. It's infidelity, broken trust, boundary violation, financial disharmony. There's a violation of boundaries or there's some kind of sexual issue going on. They're not having sex or they're not having it enough or somebody's not interested. It's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you? What about you? Mom, well, by the something? time people, by the time ladies or women usually reach out to me, it's usually, um, it's usually pretty bad. Either the husband has left or um, somebody has stated that they are ready to get a divorce. Um, and the underlying issues are just everything that that your father just talked about. So, why do you think they wait so long to come to you? Like when it's that bad, why why wait? It's not that they it's, they may wait that long to come to us. They probably have gone to other people or other things and tried things. It's not like they're not trying. Mm-hmm. But usually when they come to us, it's like especially with with you, mm-hmm. honey. It's like they, that's it's, it. It's usually that's the, desperation. Is it the last that, mile of the day? They right, always say, right. "We want your wife in here." Right. Because when they hear, because a lot of people have problems in their marriage, like for two months, they said, "Man, this has been terrible for two months, two or three months." And no, I'm not. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want to be unhappy for two months. Right. But when they hear our marriage is bad for two decades, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like and we've been through all that stuff of wanting to leave and thinking we knew somebody else that would be a better spouse for us and all that. They really don't want to. At some point, they don't want to just hear that from me. When they call her in, it's like, well, we need to hear what she got to say about this. Yeah, it's it's almost like the the last that last um, effort before that final nail goes in the coffin. So that's usually when I I get a call or or a text or an email. Um, yeah, it's really bad. So what and are then, some? By the way, and then people 
they don't even want to be consistent at that level. Like if you're at that, if you're in that level of crisis, to pull to to climb out of that will take consistency. Right. And mm-hmm. and a lot of people want to have one or two conversations with us that spread out over months, and wonder, and then they'll say, "Well, we even talked to, we even talked to the battles, and it didn't work." And I'm not even, you know, I'm not, I'm okay. And I'm not blaming myself. But, you know, the level of counseling that we've gone through in our marriage and that I've been through personally, it's been years of counseling. Yeah. And when it's, when it's in crisis, it's every week. Yes. For hours. Yeah, that's true. We had weekly two-hour sessions with people, like, for year, for like a year straight. <laughs> you know, like, you don't climb out of that quickly. So, yeah. anyway, that's. I wonder if some people don't do it because of finances or time or there's always would, usually one spouse who wants to work I, on the marriage and someone mm-hmm. who doesn't. I think so. sometimes it's maybe a little bit of shame. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ashamed that I'm going through this. And then I think sometimes people are honestly trying to work it out themselves. Right. They're really making an effort. And at, at some point they come in and they're like, um, well, I at this point I really don't know what to do. Right. I'm just really befuddled. So, so you, if said you think that counseling is expensive? I'm sorry, <laughs> divorce is pretty expensive too, especially when you now split responsibilities financially. It's cheaper to keep her. Well, well. So you said going back to what you said about two decades of troubles and trials. What are some things that you guys did in the beginning of your marriage, and you look back now and it's like. Why Why did I even do that? Like, just mm. stupid. Maybe you, the way you handled conflict back then or the way you um, did date night or time management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say we started bad. For me, I, I would narrow down to two things because there's a lot that we did wrong. But our honeymoon was spent in a place um, so we got married. I had a scheduled revival. So for those who don't know what a revival is, it's when a preacher goes and preaches at a church for during the week in the weeknights. And I was supposed to speak at this church Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And it was on the schedule. And I told your mom, my wife, that it was on the schedule. And I thought we were, you know, I thought, she would say, "Well, let's. We should. You should get out of it." And I think she agreed to do it. So we go on a honeymoon, and we're in a place called Chester, Pennsylvania, staying at the Knights Inn. And I mean, it's in the hood. It's just. It's just. It was a bad start. It started with church, and it started with me preaching. It just. It just was not good. It was not good. Mm-hmm. And I only think we were aware that it wasn't good. Maybe you were. But I think our highlight of the honeymoon, we stayed in a man's house who need, lived near an amusement park in Wildwood, <laughs> Wait, New Jersey. Wait, that was the highlight? <laughs> so, like, so like the, ne- the day after we got married, we went to New Jersey. That was somebody donated their house near a beach. In a, it was Wildwood, New Jersey. And the reason why we went there is because it was close, to, close enough so I can get to the revival in two days, which was, it just wasn't good. So, you, you were know, too sanctified. Maybe so. The other one I would say is it was very dumb. Was I, I didn't save money. Even oh. when you make a little money, you should save it. 
If we just save especially one. save it with like a little money. No, but you think you can. Oh. You think you you think you can. Like we don't have enough to pay bills. Why would we be saving? But if I were to practice that 10 10 80 principle before I reach my mid 40s. Mm. If I would have been doing 10 10 80 in my 20s. Wow. We mm. would be Yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, <laughs> I think I, see, I would have to, I, I see our beginning differently. I think absolutely our honeymoon was lacking in, um, um, I, I guess, lacking in elegance or mm. poshness. Mm. So we didn't have that. We really didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got married, um, although I had grown up in a family where my, my mother and father were great providers and we never had any needs, when we got married, all that was pretty much cut off. <laughs> we didn't get, mm-hmm. we didn't get support. We weren't like that couple where our parents were still taking care of us. We right. did, we really didn't have any money. So, um, that to me wasn't didn't indicate that it was a bad start. I think the reason why we're still married thirty years later is because actually there was something good about our start. And our the good thing about our start was that we um, we had the foundation of just mature, godly counselors, um, elders, um, and the foundation of um, just the biblical principles of what a marriage could look like. Now we were two kids, and we completely floundered and made made mistakes. But one thing we started with was just the the knowledge <clears throat> that number one god is faithful mm-hmm. and then number two and three four five and six is that this thing with him can last well, and work and that's good it doesn't have to be perfect so no our honeymoon wasn't fairy tale you just had a word but um i think there was some good in our start and I think that's why we're still married together. I mean, married together. <laughs> I think that's why we're still married. <laughs> wow. But she did ask, what did we do wrong that we regret? So. What do, what, did well, for me? I did, do, I did ask that. Yes. Yeah. And yes, I would say this. It's not one specific thing. I think the thing that um, I did wrong was just underestimate the great energy commitment devotion um, sacrifice that is required to sustain a family long term Mm -hmm. it's one thing to say if everybody got went into marriage thinking oh you know what I'm gonna hang out in here in this marriage for about five years and then I'm out we could do that Mm -hmm. but for Mm -hmm. to sustain a family a marriage for years Mm -hmm. decades that requires a total transformation of the soul. Mm. And yes. I know that at 21, for me. Um, and I was just 17. Being <laughs> being naive <laughs> yeah. and immature you can, and being um, arrogantly naive, I would say about myself. Um, I, I, am, I completely underestimated what that what that would require the fact that it's actual work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's yes. what remember we went to lunch 
And a lady that we were at lunch with said the same thing. She said people are so caught up on getting married and having a wedding mm-hmm. that they don't realize that after the wedding, you're working. Like, it's Every day. A constant. It's like mm. a, a real uh, job. I like to liken marriage to just think of your hardest professional exam. Some people would say it was the CPA exam. Some people say it's the MCAT. Some people say it's the bar. Whatever that is, whatever your your most difficult challenge um, in terms of rigor in life, just multiply that by 10, and that's what marriage is. Mm. Very difficult. Very, It's rigorous. So, but, but would you say, would you agree to this, that... If people can't, you know, they, they have a saying, saying now amongst this generation, keep that same energy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if people kept the same energy that they put into their dating and their courtship, they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a video the other day, somebody on somebody's page, where a guy had a photographer taking pictures of his girlfriend. And they were on, a, it was like a seashore, and the waves were coming up, and it was a, it was a beautiful backdrop. And so they had a photographer there and they just out there taking pictures. So she's so they say face the ocean. So she faces the ocean, right? And they said, and we want to get you turning back over your shoulder. Just, you know. But meanwhile, the photographer had set up. He was when she turned her back and started facing the ocean, he had got up behind her on one knee with a ring in his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when she turned around, she thinking she's gonna take a picture, but it was a video going of him proposing to her and he fell she just started crying and jumped into his arms and I'm saying like how many of those moves is he gonna make now <laughs> it's like for a man it's like hunting once you catch a deer and you put the buck on the wall you got you got the buck on the wall and you got and you got your wife uh, uh, Viv- Vivian on the wall Vivian in the buck right here and I <laughs> that's good now let me go on with my life let me try to start a business but but we already caught them Vivian <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Keisha and Rollo, you got Vivian Otis. We do need to Rochelle and, Ro, and Roscoe. Why I mean, can't there be some? Go ahead. I'm just saying that's a that's a man's mentality. Once yeah. he got her, like that's some. They like look at my man. Hey, this is my wife here. Right. But he ain't, the pursuit is over. Mm-hmm. I blame us. Yeah. I'm saying, but y'all did work too. Like there were certain things you would never be caught doing. Like it's just anyway, and it's just a lot. I think I think even though it's a lot of work, if there was a lot of work to get to that space, mm-hmm. to show you're a priority to me, I just want to spend time with you. We're dating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I watch people. I watch people. If a guy's got if a guy's got low energy during dating, oh, you can hang it up. You're gonna get his best when you're dating. Mm. If he ain't mm-hmm. bringing it then, but what I like about our marriage now, because dating is in our system, we get to have. Those kind of fun, those kind of fun things now, like you know, going away and going out on dates and doing things. So that, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about love languages okay. and the importance of love languages in your marriage. So, mm-hmm. mom, yeah, you mentioned that your love language is cash. <laughs> I don't think that is a wow. In the so spectrum. if y'all listening, can you please order my book so I can have some some some. <laughs> some love language for my wife (laughs) so okay the love language is um that's not my only love language although (laughs) i think her own love language cash 
I, I think the love language book is a wonderful book. I think it's one tool. So I can't say that I'm like the person who's saying, oh, you have to know what your love language is. Um, I have some some problems with the love languages. For me, all of them are good and I can receive all of them. And I would like, I mean, some cash would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to even go further, gifts. a not property would be nice. Mm-hmm. Some insurance, an annuity. Mm-hmm. If you want to be, if you want me to be completely honest, my type of woman. Um, so you you know what you two are? You're fee males. F E E. As a woman costs female. That's why y'all call female. Go ahead. No, I I see. I I I and see that's why I hesitate um speaking about this, but I'm I, <laughs> because, uh, because because you, you know, you people you get, always use people can't handle right. the real. They, they they throw that's exactly exactly like it's nothing. And really exactly. Is, it, is it wrong for you to want the nicer things? Nah. Is that wrong? Um, it actually woman, is I like those things too, though. No. I like those things. But if too, a woman so. wants it, she's a gold digger. If a man wants it, see, it's um, just so. I, I think if you don't want it, you, you can have a man who's under under motivated and under challenged. Because if you didn't express those things, then I would be, you know, content. So did you express that when y'all first started dating? Like, I like cash. No, mm-hmm. and this is the oh. thing. Um, so, because we we actually didn't really have any. <laughs> so, um, no. When when we got married, what attracted me to my husband was not that he had cash because he didn't have any cash when I married him. Mm-hmm. What attracted me to my husband was that I could see through his lifestyle and through his demeanor and how he treated me and other people was that he was truly devoted to Christ. Mm-hmm. So in the hierarchy hierarchy of hierarchy of things that a woman um wants but a girl in wants. a man that was number 1 for me. I really was turned on by the fact that he was so devoted to Christ and he was so young and so handsome and yet still so devoted to Christ. And I that that still is to this Aww. day the main thing that attracts me to my <laughs> Look husband. Look at your mm. face! I was trying to see his face right now. I'm about having to put a said, robe on. having said that, I'm gonna put a robe on. Having said that, now that I know that my husband has some cash, well, and not only does he have a little bit of cash, he has some surplus cash. Mm. If that bankroll, if from his heart of love, he likes to share that. With his wife, <laughs> that's a great love language for me. <laughs> so, qual- quality time, acts of service. So yours is receiving gifts. That's that's not even it, it, to me. Same. It's beyond receiving gifts because you can give a gift and not have the heart, not have the yeah, right that's heart. True, that's one true. of the best gifts I I received was one dollar. From a little girl at church. But the way she gave me that dollar, you would have thought she gave me a billion dollars. Yeah. Because her heart was all in it. Yeah, that's true. So. That's very true. It's beyond receiving gifts. It's the heart behind the gift. So Mm. if I have, if I know, if I know behind my husband's gift of whatever it is, that his heart 
is behind it and his heart is that's what's motivating the gift mm-hmm. i'm done that's good that's it that's mm. good that's i'm good, good. Right were you taking notes uh yeah i was looking up my uh bank account to see what i can give her <laughs> it's about the heart. our bank account. is it from the heart though <laughs> absolutely all right then you know i've gotten cheap over the years because i'm trying to build for our future so we we don't have to work and we can just relax but, but you know yeah. what that's love too yeah that is love that's love because you're a planner and a provider and i wasn't What's always just that's love probably because i'm going by based on the book which i'm glad you actually um you you actually made sure that this series is on our website mm-hmm. it's a six-part Effective series love. called effective love and it's a throwback but it's a very good series and it's on our website it's sagacitycompany.com you can download all the messages and i think the one that's probably most that i most connect with is physical touch and words of affirmation probably more than acts of service or quality time or because i don't have a lot of time but or or even uh what's the receiving gifts mm-hmm. i don't like gifts I, I don't like gifts i like i like i'm like my wife i like cash because i can go get what i want mm-hmm. like if you give me some socks or you give me a, a, a hat or whatever then what if i don't like that but if you <laughs> give me the money i can get my own hat so that's maybe that's too transparent but yeah i i um that's those are mine all right so in close what are you guys's recommendations for newlyweds or oh the seven year itch is that a real thing have y'all heard about that um refresh my memory or what they is say it? that at seven years people who have who have been married for seven years start to like get frustrated with the marriage want to leave apparently that's the year seven. it doesn't have to be seven but it usually happens sometime in the marriage for both people i think mm-hmm. what are y'all's recommendations don't scratch. Ooh. Oh. If it's itching, don't scratch. I, you got to have something that governs you more than your feelings. Yeah. If you feel like leaving, you feel frustrated, you feel like... I think marital remorse, marital regret will come at some point. I There's going to be too. some point where you're going to look and say, what the heck did I do? What was I, th- I knew I shouldn't have married you. Yeah, right. You'll That's always true. see somebody that looks happier. you see a couple. You're at a restaurant and y'all not even holding hands and this couple sitting basically on top of each other having dinner. and they, like it, it, those. So what governs you has to be greater than your feelings. And I think mm. you got to be governed by convictions, your covenant, you're keeping your word, you keep your promise, you made a promise. Mm. your family your vows and how can i grow through this like i feel like every challenge in marriage is an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. yes one of the things you didn't talk about i see you cutting me off with the music but one thing you didn't talk about was <laughs> music just came on by itself like the lord just shut it down <laughs> but one thing you didn't talk about is like how we deal with conflict and i think that's a good one and maybe we can talk about it another time but you know, I think when there's a minor conflict in the marriage, because conflict feeds that seven-year itch. You know, when we have minor conflicts, we can just kind of friendly fuss. Like, we've gotten to a point now where we can just fuss at each other and we know, know it's not even a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if it's major, 
I think it's time to pray and go to God. Vent vertically before you vent horizontally and let God write down what you're feeling. Let God maybe change, let you see what you're not seeing mm -hmm. before you go to your spouse and see how you can grow and mature in this. Because the person you marry may be a tool for growth and maturity for you, not just a tool for happiness. Mm. What if part of the goal was to shape you into a better human being and a mm -hmm. more selfless person? Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that's all a part of it. Absolutely. We haven't just made each other happy. No. I think we've made each other better. Mm. Even, that's good. Even, that's good. even when it hurt us. Yeah. Wow. That's true. So. I would agree. This this was Hey, good. and we're getting married again. Hey. So hey, mark your calendars June fifteenth. Uh it's gonna be on a Saturday, right? Yeah. We're getting married again. We're gonna celebrate for our thirtieth anniversary. We're gonna get we're gonna get married again or renew our vows and so hey, we're excited about that. And I have put some money towards that. Well look who's yeah, back. That's cash out. Guess who's back? You got cash app? <laughs> no, I don't have cash app. You, you should get one. Okay, I'm get still writing. App. I'm still writing checks. Wow. Mm. <laughs> you had an iPhone too, to about a month ago. <laughs> hey, y'all! On behalf of my wife Vicky and my daughter Asha, you did a great job, Asha. Thank you. Thank you for taking over. Thank y'all for tuning in today. I hope something that we said gave you something to chew on and to think about. I hope our story gives you hope. That's why we share. That's why we share our story. We're not. We're not proud of our mistakes. We're more. We're proud of our God who brought us through in spite of. And want you to know that whatever you are going through, that God is able to bring you through it. And uh, and so, please keep praying, keep loving each other, be nice to each other, be kind to each other, and uh, do what you can to make it work. And uh, we'll catch you next time right back here on the Keep Battle Podcast. Bye bye.